If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. You know, I sort of go back to about three years ago when I recorded my very first episode of Vacation Rental Success. And I think I did it about, I I probably tried it about six times before I was satisfied enough with the outcome to actually publish the darn thing. And... You know, over time, over that first year, I did another six. So by the end of um, 2013, I had uh, six whole podcast episodes out there. And I don't think many people actually paid any attention to them. So it it wouldn't have made any difference um, how they sounded. But I I was thinking about it the other day that I, I was so tentative and so concerned about getting it right and taking out all the ums and the ahs. And I don't know if you notice, well, you probably don't because I used to edit them all out, was I, I say and and so quite a lot. Now you get a pause because I was about to say so and and I decided not to. So you get the, the sort of pregnant pause instead. But uh, but anyway, I just I was just thinking I just seem so happy so much happier now just to chat to you as if you were just sitting on my couch right in front of me here and we were just having a cup of coffee and, and you know, I was doing all the talking, <laughs> which, which actually is not the case. I am, I'm not a natural talker. Um, at least I don't think I am. And, uh, and you're going to notice that today with my guest because he does take up most of the talk time and it is it is entirely justified because um, today's guest is Matt Landau um, from the Vacation Rental Marketing blog. Again, Matt is has been on the show so many times to do our mashup with Matt, and I, you know, he's he's such a good friend. The the times that we just Skype backwards and forwards, probably most days, there's always some amazing nugget of of knowledge and wisdom that that comes out of Matt that I that I take away. I, I wish I could do the same for him, but uh, but the guy is just so oh, I don't know, just so switched on, so so intelligent and he just has it all there. And I, I love talking to Matt. So you get Matt talking today. We're we're covering a couple of things that are very close to people's hearts at the moment. I mean, one of them is the is is the booking fees that are being implemented by HomeAway and VRBO at the moment, and they are causing issues with with owners. So we do ch- we we chat about that for for quite a long time, and Matt comes up with some some really solid advice to to owners on how to deal with these things. And then we move on to talking about the Vacation Rental Success Summit, which is going on. In, if you didn't know, if you didn't have, if, if unless you have your head under a rock, uh, you'll know that the Vacation Rental Success Summit is on in, in Toronto at the end of April uh, and first of May. So we have 
quite the discussion about that as well, because, uh, you know, Matt's a keynote speaker. I can't wait to have him up on that stage and talking to everybody. And he's such a huge supporter of this project. You know, I, I want to share this with you because a, a couple of people have sort of said, well, you know, you know, what are you making out of all this? I have, have to chuckle because if you've, if you've never done an event before, and, I, and I'd n- certainly never put on an event before we, we embarked on this one, I had no idea how much it cost. I mean, I could buy a house for, what's it, for what it's costing. Not, not, not a house in Toronto. Um, but I could, I could buy it, certainly buy a house in, in one of the little villages around here for what it's costing us to put on this extravaganza, <laughs> to put on this event. We are, we're footing the bill. We are hoping that our target of, of 200 attendees is going to be met because that means we're going to break even and hopefully get um get get some of our helpers paid um these are the people who are beavering away in the background at the moment trying to get this off the ground the whole idea is to create a community of like-minded people and uh, and matt really endorses this so i'm going to talk a little bit more at the end about something that um matt actually says in the interview um about having breakfast with um with him and myself and because you're listening to this you get that opportunity so listen all the way through listen to me at the end and I'll tell you what's going to happen with this and uh you know if you want to get up early enough to come sit with me Matt and um however many vacation rental success listeners are going to come along and and have breakfast with us well that's going to be fantastic So without further ado, let's get on with it. Well, I'm delighted to have back with me today my good friend, Matt Landau, who is uh, coming to us as ever from sunny Panama. And this is another mashup with Matt. We've done these in the past. Everybody seems to love them. We all love Matt. We all love Matt's take on everything that's vacation rental related. So welcome, Matt. Um, Tell me, is it sunny? It's always sunny in Panama, Heather. It's always sunny, and it's especially sunny for me today because I just got over a really bad cold that lasted about a week. And you know how, like, when you finally come to again, it feels like you've been reborn. Everything is a little bit brighter. Everything is a little bit more lovely. That's how I feel today. No sympathy. I'm sorry. There is, <laughs> there is, there is no comparison between having a cold in the sunshine and having a cold in minus 18 degrees C. I have to tell you a story about it being so cold this morning. And I am sorry about your cold. I, I'm, I'm glad you're better. I, I, we, we have two dogs. We have a, a black lab and, and a beagle. And the beagle is, is really a cat in disguise. I mean, she, she's, she's just not dog-like at all, um, except she wags her tail. And I, I always get up early in the morning, six o'clock, put the dogs out, make their breakfast, put it down. And within, you know, sort of five, five or 10 minutes, I open the door and the dogs come charging back in and have breakfast and then go to sleep. I mean, that's, that's a dog's life. So this morning I did exactly that, put the dogs out, made their breakfast. 
open the door and the black lab Holly comes charging in and then I shut the door again. It wasn't until half past 10 this morning that I'm sitting in my office and I see this little beagle sitting outside going past the window looking longingly. Abandoned. (laughs) Abandoned. Minus 18 degrees C outside and I've left the beagle outside for four hours. (laughs) So... That, that's I open the door and she comes charging in and she's shivering and and then I realized that I'd actually picked up her food bowl about two hours previously and thought oh Beagle's not eating this morning and just put it on the side <laughs> Heather I'm gonna have to report you to the Animal Rights Association <laughs> well it serves her right for not being you know not being on time at the door when for the door a- is opened and food is ready you have to be there <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, it made me laugh. <laughs> I uh, had to share that with you. <laughs> love it. So let's, you know, let's move on to what, what's, what's happening in the industry, Matt, that is, um, that is making you um, head for your laptop. Man, I mean, if, I feel like our industry changes so quickly that every single morning when I open my laptop and I look at my Google alerts feed or I look at the, the forums or the blogs, there's something new and interesting happening. Um, let, me think, let me think. Most recently, there has been uh, this big uproar that HomeAway officially has um, implemented the booking fee for travelers, which was announced several months back, but officially went into um, service at the beginning, or I think it was like a week ago or something like that. Um, and for those who aren't aware of it, it's, a, it's an additional fee that is tacked on to the traveler's side of the reservation. So it doesn't actually affect the bottom line for the, the host. However, obviously, there are implications. Um, do travelers want, to, are they willing to pay an additional fee? Is it ethical to release the fee without any kind of description? Um, that's been one, been one of the big uproars of late. Have you been hearing from owners and managers that have, that have provided feedback about that? Oh, many of them. It was interesting. I was down in um, Exuma a couple of weeks ago and we were staying in a vacation rental there and it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful little apartment and the owners actually live in the lower apartment and um, they are in fact going to be our neighbours when we build our property there. So we, we get on really, really well with them. But, um, but they've been um, marketing their property via HomeAway for, for many years and see it as a listing site. So... They, they haven't really got to grips with the, the idea of, of book now and, and having home away look after the money. They've just always done it themselves. So this has come as a huge shock to them because, as, as, as this um, owner said, he'd never really looked at the stuff that home away sent him. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, I'm, t- I'm telling him, do you know that by the end of this year, there's, there's, a, um, there's a good chance that HomeAway may not want you anymore if you don't um, follow their policies. And he said he had no idea. He said, what am I going to do? Uh, mm-hmm. He said, because I don't want to do this. this. This is not my way of working. And that's what I'm hearing from, from a lot of owners. And th- these are those that, that are perhaps not as proactive as, you know, let's say the, the owners in your inner circle are. These are your, the bulk of independent owners who, who started with VRBO years and years ago when it was a simple listing site. 
and and they've sort of gone along this trail, this track with with all these changes happening, and and now they're becoming bewildered and confused. So that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I've been hearing the same thing, and I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. Look at it. Um, there's the entirely unbiased third party way of looking at it. That okay, uh, Expedia recently acquired Humway for a large sum of money. And observing the way Airbnb has structured their monetization, Airbnb, uh, if those who are listening have not used it, have a traveler's fee built into their model. Um, so Expedia, seeing this, um, was sort of understanding that there was a lot of money being left on the table, theoretically, and that with this new fee, um, their potential, you know, the, the, the return on their investment of HomeAway could be um, justified. And that would be a very... Uh, capitalistic way of, of viewing it. Obviously, for owners and managers who have had, you know, history with VRBO, some people in the inner circle were there from the very start, um, it's a much more emotionally charged perspective because of a number of reasons. One, um, we, and I also, I'll put myself in this category because I got my start on VRBO as well, and we had it really good for a number of years. It was a tremendous service that supplied us an amazing amount of bookings for an incredibly little amount of money. Um, and I think it's worth stating that listing sites do that for our industry at large in an amazing way. Unlike any other industry that I'm aware of, can you start off as a nobody and all of a sudden become a hotelier overnight simply by putting up your property on VRBO, for instance. So in, in that way, it's an amazing sort of um, entry point into the industry and listing sites have very much made our vacation rental industry. However, there is that relationship component that a lot of owners and managers now feel sort of um, feel mis misled in how these new uh, rules have been implemented uh, in how uh, either unfair or unethical or just stupid they feel that these changes have become. Uh, what I see at the core of all of these bits of feedback, which I entirely understand, I understand the frustration, and I understand in a lot of cases the, the confusion, what do I do next, as you mentioned about your neighbor in Exuma. What I really hear is not, um, how dare you do this to me? Because I don't think at, at their heart, owners and managers are victims. I don't believe we... We are looking to offload our, our concerns or our livelihoods on anyone else. But what I'm really hearing is, a, is more like a, a tr an inner viewpoint that, you know, I have nothing else. I don't have any other way to generate bookings. And, and if you're going to do this to me, if you're going to begin impacting my bottom line so dramatically, I'm kind of up shit creek, you know? And that is a very emotional place to be. Um, when I look at the owners and managers who are really struggling with this more than any others, it's the one who refuse to accept that there are alternative options. It's the ones that are deciding to invest their time heavily in complaining about these changes or are interested in, you know, creating advocacy groups that will uh, sue the larger corporations because of their moves. And, and they're entitled to do that. I'm, 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 I'm all for that. Uh, it's not something I would personally spend my time on. I believe my time is more 
valuable, and I believe my time can be more proactively used for my own vacation rental in a number of different ways. Uh, but when you look at the folks who are looking at solutions, when they're looking at the next step, okay, this is the new reality, what do we do next? Um, that's when you begin, kind of like you mentioned at the beginning of the call, that's when you finally can take a deep breath and say, okay, I'm starting now from scratch, or I'm starting on a new mission or a new chapter of my vacation rental business. I'm going to invest in things that I control. I'm going to fully accept that there are downsides to relying solely on listing sites. And while they may be tremendous in getting me off the ground, if I want to build something that is sustainable, a business that lasts, I have a new way of looking at things, a new framework to be considering. Um, and in that, once they turn that corner, that's when owners and managers, I believe, really begin stepping forward. Um, and and the biggest point is that direct bookings, these bookings that are coming directly to us outside of the major listing sites, are better than having to go through the listing sites. And my logic that I, that I traditionally try to walk people through is that, okay, can you accept that those direct bookings are better? And almost everyone will accept it. Obviously, they will say, but how do I get those direct bookings? So I say, first, let's just accept that direct bookings are better. And once we have accepted that, we can now begin looking at how to begin getting direct booking. And, and fortunately, if for the world of small businessmen around the world nowadays, that is not rocket science. Like there's a lot of stuff out there that helps small businesses generate sales on their own. It's just that in our vacation rental niche, we've been a little bit um, kind of uh, a reality field has been distorted a bit because listing sites have been all we've ever known. And, and when you have a status quo and all of a sudden it's shifted and you say, wait a minute, I don't have the time to be building my own website. I don't have the skills to be doing a newsletter. Uh, that's when you begin getting frustrated. But once you come to grips with the fact and you take a proactive solution, I think the folks that you and I work with, um, and I think they're perfectly represented in the inner circle, are the ones who have come to grips with that, who have decided they'd like to take control, who have agreed that this is not a quick process. There is not another listing site that's going to pop up overnight that's going to be the mythical new VRBO that's going to generate uh, equal amount of leads and, and uh, reduce the amount of friction and put you at zero risk. That's just not going to happen. This is not going to happen. Um, so what I always like to ask is if they have agreed that direct is better, I ask, are you willing to commit to spending more time learning new things and to spending more money? And I think another one of the sources of those concerns, that frustration, Heather, uh, that false reality is that the cost of advertising on a listing site is like peanuts considering the return that people get. Uh, when I look at the most successful, sustainable vacation rental owners and managers, they're spending anywhere from 5 to 10% of their annual booking revenue. So you do the quick math. Let's say you've got a $300 a night rental and you book your property out for 250 days a year, that's almost $4,000. 5% of your entire revenue would be almost $4,000 that you should be spending on marketing for the year. And if you look at our VRBO, a listing costs no more than what? Two grand? 
What's that? What's the most expensive listing you've seen? Yeah, you're in the right ballpark. And yes, that 5% is, you know, as a, um, as a rental management company, that's, we, we would always, when we look at our marketing strategy and for, 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 the, for the upcoming year, we're always, you know, that, that's the starting point. That's the 5% of revenue that we look. And that, and that number is not outrageous. It, it is not outrageous to any type of business. Um, but when all of a sudden you've reframed things and you, you have come to grips with the fact that no longer will it cost $1,500 for the entire year to book your property out solid, once you've come to grips with the fact that it's going to cost a little bit more, you can begin looking at all these amazing options. And I think you'll agree there's so many wonderful startups and educational resources that you can begin um, investing in nowadays in the vacation rental industry as it grows that there are tons of things that you can do with that money. You just need to come to grips with the fact that you need to spend. And that spending can be time. It can be learning a new um, you know, trade. It can be something like learning how to use an email newsletter platform. Uh, but it also sometimes means sheer cash. You just need to come to grips with the fact that that return on your investment is the days of old. There's a new sheriff in town. There's a new reality. And you can either be willing to that game by those rules, or you can continue to believe that for this limited amount of money, you're going to book out solid, and you put yourself at a disadvantage when that happens. And one of my favorite quotes from Henry Ford is that person who decides to stop spending on marketing in order to increase more sales is like someone who's trying to stop a clock to save time. And it's, it's cliche, but in the vacation rental space right now, it's no, it, can, it cannot be better said just because these are folks who have not had experience marketing products specifically online. And almost all of the resources that you and I always talk about are online digital marketing initiatives. It's the way everything is moving forward that require time, they require effort, and they require money. So if someone has agreed that direct bookings are better, which I think most people do. So if you're willing to commit to these little micro commitments. I, I think now is the best time for an owner or manager to begin making strides ahead of the competition because the vast majority of people are not willing to get serious about the business. For them, it has been a good business, um, but it has always relied on these listing sets. And when we look at all these changes, when we look at the booking fee that has been implemented, when we look at the way that the algorithm, the ranking algorithms have changed. When we look at the rules that determine how we can communicate with strangers that will be living in our homes, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And as this uh, industry grows and as big companies like Expedia and Priceline begin to commoditize our homes, um, which you could look at it in a number of different ways. The only true way to stand out, the truest way to build some sustainability about your business is to build this brand and commit to spending more time and money on your business, to be serious about your business. And if you're not willing to accept these things, it's also perfectly fine to continue using that listing site that got you launched here in the first place. You just have to come to agreement the terms of the playing field. And if some miraculous way the, the booking fee by HomeAway 
is reversed. The rule, the new, the new rule has somehow been eliminated due to the amount of protests and negative feedback, which I don't think is realistic. But if in the most perfect scenario it was, what's to say that tomorrow a new change won't arise in very much the same way? And there's simply nothing that you can argue about relying on someone else's business as the, the sustainability for your own that has any merit. So I think after the frustration subsides, after people's tempers die down a little bit and they get over the fact that this was a, a, a difficult thing to stomach, they're going to come to the realization that there is a, a vast ocean of opportunities out there and there's no better time to be a small business owner, but it is going to require a new level of commitment. And those who are willing to do it, Heather, you and I have seen it. They come into this business with zero skills, uh, but they're willing to play by the new rules of the game. They're willing to invest. They're willing to learn. And they succeed. And to me, that's the most amazing thing about our industry. Someone like Ralph Morehouse, who you and I met in uh, New Orleans, who has very little experience in business. He has no experience with technology. In fact, he gets overwhelmed by technology. His wife just laughs at the fact that he likes trying these new things, but that give-it-a-go attitude has brought him such tremendous success. He's the only one, arguably, in his region in Paris that manages such professional, sustainable vacation rental units. He's got three gorgeous units, and I was just looking at it this morning, one of the most complete vacation rental websites I have seen. And that's simply because Ralph is willing to give it a go. He's willing to play. Um, he's willing to give his vacation rentals the best chance at success. And I think uh, that's going to be the starting point for a lot of us moving forward. And I firmly believe that these changes of the listing sites that they're entirely entitled to make is going to be just the push that a lot of people needed to make that step. Really wise words, Mr. Landau, as ever from you. I just wanted to backtrack just a little bit to a couple of things that you said at, at the outset that um, that I sort of honed in on. One of them was um, was about the you know the the action groups that are that are being set up. Let's fight this. Let's and you know it's almost like a a cycle, like the grief cycle. It goes in. <laughs> It, it passes through different points, and sometimes you just have to go through those points. The first, you know, that, 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 that there is this one where you rail against the unfairness of it. You know, mm. why me? You've got the anger. Um, so at that point, if you know, if a group starts up, which a couple have, then you're really going to you're going to be devouring all that information. It's going to be fueling your anger. And and you'll be writing to you write your letters to VRBO and HomeAway and and I know there are some there are some action groups set up HomeAway setting up action groups um, they are listening to owners um, but as you say whether whether something comes of that is is neither here nor there because something else will happen in I, in, I just, in the next few believe, months anyway but I just believe that owners and managers uh, their their time is their most valuable asset and. It, it needs to be thoughtfully spent. And you can sink your 20 hours a month into, you know, a, a lobbying homeway to reverse a new business change that they've had. Or you can spend those exact same 20 hours a month learning how to build an email newsletter and stay in touch with all your former guests. You don't even need a website. 
Um, to me, it's, it's our time that needs to be most valuably spent. And I'm not against anyone go ahead and setting up those groups. I wish them the best, but that's just not for me. I just don't think it's the most valuable use of my time. But what, what I'm saying is I think that, that some people just have to go through this process. And, and yeah. <coughs> but the faster they can get through it and then come out the other side and then see something else that you said, which was this is the new normal. Um, this is something I'm going through with um, with agencies here in Ontario. We've been we've been marketing on plain old listing sites for so many years, and now we are seeing this new normal. and And some of them are are just having more trouble with it than others. Um, uh, just accepting, and that's it. Once you ha- you you get to that point where it's acceptance is not giving in acceptance is saying, okay, this is the new normal. And just as you've said, so what's the solution? And then, as you say, start spending the time on those solutions that other people have have reached and they've taken action on and they're now being incredibly successful, like Ralph Morehouse. I, you know, there's, there's so many others um, that I talk to on a regular basis. I mean, I, I, I run a small uh, face, private Facebook group and I put a post out yesterday just saying, how are you guys doing this year? How are your bookings? And every one of them have come back and said, best year ever. And, it. and it's not because of any changes at HomeAway or VRBO. It's barely mentioned. It's because they've, they've, branded their, they've branded their product. It's no longer, I mean, you know, it's no longer a no-name product. It's no longer yeah. con- Condo 131. In a, in a building, it's it's got a name, it's got branding, it it sets itself apart from the competition. Um, I mean, I guess to you and I, it's like it's it's sort of no brainer. But it's how do we reach those people who are in those um, action groups and and just get them just to move, just to to shift their mindset into solution-focused rather than problem-focused? Yeah, to, to, me it's not, um, to me it's not normal because I have this very close cause to me. My nonprofit is a gang intervention program here in Panama. And we have successfully demobilized three of the four active gangs in our neighborhood and reintegrated them back into the community. And I mention that because I've learned something incredible in this process about this theme of victimization. Very much like the folks that you mentioned. It sounds cliche to say that once they turn their attitude around, they begin succeeding. But if I've learned anything from Esperanza, it's that no one can force you into that new way of life. Like that is the least effective way of of moving forward as an organization. We can never go to the active gang members and say, you need this. Instead, What we do is we build a window or a door that they can jump through. We give them all the tools. We give them all the resources that they will need. We promise them a true opportunity. And that comes with a million different additional details. But it's a true opportunity to be part of the community that you harmed. And once they turn that corner, once they jump through that door and they say, you know what, I'm sick of this life of mine. I want to change I'm sick of living in squalor. I'm sick of having to rely on uh, illegal means to provide food on the table. 
I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to realize that my future is in my own control. The moment they take that vow is when everything changes. You can see it in their eyes. My technical staff knows it by like, by, by uh, intimate detail. And I see a lot of similarities here in the vacation rental space. The moment that a small business owner decides that it is in their control and there is a new normal and it's going to be more difficult and you're going to have to work harder. But guess what? It's going to be worth it and you can do it. And there's plenty of people out here to support you. That's when everything changes. And, and, I, and I love when I get an email from someone that says, you know what? I'm going to do this. I've had enough of it. And that is, that's, that is day one for them. And, and again, I want to reiterate that now is the most ideal time to be doing that just because the vast majority of your competition is still sitting and moping. So if anyone is listening to this and has gotten over that frustration mode and is finally coming to grips with the new reality, someone like Heather's blog podcast is the perfect place to start. Begin listening to people who are at least providing you with the right directions forward. And it's not rocket science. This kind of stuff is is done every single day online by small business owners all over the world. It's not unique to vacation rentals. It's just the attitude that we really need to see. And, and it's a very tangible thing. I'm sure, Heather, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In your private group, those people talk positively. They talk about solutions. They look at how they can control their calendar moving forward. And that's a, an empowering thing. People get excited about it. Well, I think that, so that, that sort of takes me to, to a next step, you know, you have your inner circle and it's, it's, it's big and, and supportive and collaborative. Um, and you know, one of the most dynamic groups I've, I've ever seen on the internet. I mean, those people just are out there, you know, following your mantra, which is help don't sell. And, you know, the same with, with my private Facebook group, which is, you know, it's smaller, but exactly the same. And, and it's something I learned a long time ago that, it doesn't matter who your comp- competitors are. These are people that you can learn from. Um, and this, this is one of the reasons that now as an agency, we are now collaborating with other agencies. Whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, you would not have sp- uh, spent any time. You don't want to, to talk to them even in case they get your secrets. <laughs> but I, I learned very quickly from the very first meeting that we arranged with the other agencies that we... We talked for, for hours and hours about all these things that we had in common. And then we also created a common voice that we're now using to, um, to, to, to change things in our industry in this area. So, so that, to me, is the power of this. It's, it's these positive people getting together, sharing their, that sharing their knowledge, um, and, and just thriving on the energy that all the other people bring to the group, which of course brings me to um, our collaborative event that we're having in, in Toronto in, at the end of April. Um, so I wanted to hear your, your take on that, Matt, because this is, you know, this is something I've, we, we've had in the hopper for a long, long time. I think I talked about it first a couple of years ago to you. And it's, it's grown. And, and it's, the event itself is going to be great. And I'm going to be talking a little bit more about it later. But I'd just like, you know, your take on the whole event thing in general and 
people getting together and the power of that collaboration? Well, I'll start off by saying that you are putting together the most amazing, innovative, first ever independent vacation rental summit in person in Toronto at the end of April. And, and if someone has not yet heard that news, I'm sure you'll provide a link. And I just want to give a little bit of context as to what you were hinting at, because I know you're a humble person and you always like to let it bubble up organically. Um, there's definitely an amazing magic that happens when you go to an industry event in general. You get to meet people who are on the same types of learning uh, curves. You get to meet people who know stuff that you don't that can help you improve your business. Uh, you generally get to socialize and network um, with people around the world that can significantly enhance your life and your business. The vacation rental space has always been in desperate need of this kind of event uh, because most of us do work by ourselves or perhaps we have small teams. We don't have massive corporations that are you know, holding us accountable and giving us new goals and providing us with new learning experiences. So a first and foremost conference, a physical summit in the vacation rental industry has always been a very, um, a very effective way to begin learning. And the few examples that we can point to that have existed for the last five years or so um, are, by the nature and the cost of running an event like this, hosted by the larger corporations. So you have the Home Away Summits. Um, Heather and I, that's where we met first in Scottsdale. How many years ago was that? Ooh, Three or about, four years? No, it's more. It's about five years ago, I think. Five years ago? Yeah. I time, was in, that was an, time flies. <laughs> that was an amazing conference. I like that. It was it was excellent. It was the first it was the first one I went to, and that's when I I just caught that value of of pe like minded people getting together. And so you and I have seen each other at a number of other ones, including most recently the VRMA conference in New Orleans. Um, and the inherent challenge, if you are the the independent owner and manager when you attend those events, is that. Due to the sheer cost of hosting an event, those events are really nice. If they rent out gigantic spaces and they've got to rent uh, hire event planners and they've got to do all this stuff, um, all the decisions that are made from uh, who will be speaking to the types of materials and workshops that will be presented to the types of branding and, and banners that you'll see at the, at the event to the types of like the branded water bottles that you get handed out. To justify the investment, the cost of hosting an event, event like that, which I guarantee are not profitable, at least in the ones that I've seen, I think they try to break even, um, is that you need some sort of return on your investment as the corporation to make it worthwhile. That's just something that everyone should understand. And um, that's just the inherent um, downside of one of these big events in that, that all the information is somehow phrased through the lens of how can our brand uh, be better. The inherent challenge as the independent is how do I get the unbiased stuff? How do I join a physical event with other independents that's not tainted with a large corporation? And to do that, what I basically boiled it all down to is that you need one person or one group to truly put their neck on the line and to commit to putting together an unbiased, transparent learning experience. And the only way you can do that 
is for someone to be truly committed to being in this industry for a very long time. And when Heather and I first started talking about this, Heather, I know you threw it out there. And I said right up front, my forte is not planning. My forte um, is not like the logistics things. In fact, I'll probably make things more complicated if I was to be involved like that. But what I committed to you from that very first day, uh, because I knew where your heart was at, was that if you did decide to put something like this together, I would support you 100% in any possible way that I could. And for those who have not yet seen it, that day is finally here. We have the first ever independent vacation rental conference that's going to be taking place again in Toronto on April 30th. And I will be going and I will be speaking. Um, And I recommend this to my own subscribers, not because I receive a commission on the tickets or any kind of affiliate payment or even because I'm being compensated. I'm doing this because of a larger theme. And I'm hoping that people who are listening to this that are agitated by the problems in our industry right now that are rooted in larger listing site dominance will understand that if anything is truly going to happen in the way of an independent movement, some of us need to stick our necks on the line. We need to stand up and put our money where our mouths are. And Heather has taken the courageous first step of putting this together. She has signed the check herself of committing to the event planner and to the spaces. And that's not um, a lighthearted commitment. Uh, It's now our responsibility, both as the bloggers and the vendors in the vacation rental industry, but also as the owners and the managers who believe in a better way to support you. And that could mean coming to the event and paying the, how much does it cost? Um, the, the price as of today is $499, I think. So it's $500, but that is Canadian. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, is that some, something that um, people may not be um, know about is that all meals are included. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you get, um, if, if you don't stay at the venue, you will get... Um, um, lunch and dinner on the Saturday and a lunch on the Sunday. But if you are staying at the venue, which is $150 a night, which is, is Canadian, then <laughs> that, that includes full breakfast, lunch and dinner and dinner on your first night as well. So uh, you, you, start, you start adding that in. <laughs> and of course, all taxes are included too. I just think like, even if you're not going to go, If you're one of these vocal people in the industry who truly believe independent owners and managers deserve a say, you should buy a ticket and consider it an investment in a larger movement. And I'm not joking about that. I firmly believe that if you're not the person willing to actually invest in the cause, you really don't have a voice. You should not be really complaining in general. So I would highly encourage anyone who can make it to jump on over to wherever Heather's link resides and consider it and and i'm going to be there and a bunch of inner circle members are going to be there and i think just in general the nature of the individual who is willing to align with this type of learning experience with this type of larger movement is going to be really fun it's going to be really good energy it's if what i've experienced amongst the inner circle member meetups is any indicator people like us generally tend to get along simply because we believe in different types of solutions and there's just a certain magic in the air, like you said, in getting to, you know, share in the challenge of starting your own newsletter uh, with someone who's never done it before. Or if you meet someone like Ralph, who just messaged me, he's coming with, with his wife, Karen, to share in the fact that technology is overwhelming, but here's a website builder that 
uh, was super easy to use. To share in all those common challenges to me uh, is priceless. And whenever I leave these kinds of events, I always commit to support the next one just because it may not seem like the obvious investment just because you don't generate a booking the moment you buy your ticket. Um, but I'll give you a quick little anecdote before I, I, I let you give more details, Heather. I got the opportunity to speak with the CEO of the largest um, pharmacy in Central America. He happened to be the uncle of a girl that I was dating at the time. And I asked him, I said, when you took this company from two stores, two tiny little stores, to a gigantic chain across all of Central America, what was that turning point? What really, like, can you point at that made the difference? And he said, we experienced uh, unprecedented growth. And he gave me the exact year that it happened. And he said, I point at one thing and one thing only. And that was me flying to the United States and attending pharmaceutical conferences. He said, sharing in that journey with other folks who had done this before, with companies who had already succeeded doing what I was looking to do and learning from them and being in the vicinity of their success, it almost had this osmosis effect that, that put a fire under my butt. And when I got back to Panama, I ended up building what you see today. And if that's not a, a testimonial enough in favor of physical conferences in terms of industry growth, I don't know what is. So I will be there in full forces. I'm recommending all inner circles make inner circle members make that commitment to go or at least to invest and support this cause. Um, because again, I don't think it's an easy risk for Heather to take. Uh, and the least that we can do as independent owners and managers is support her 100%. So big pat on the back to you. I don't think there's a better person in our industry to do this, Heather. Well, I, I really appreciate that. And you know, kudos goes out to Mike as well. Mike's my, my son. Um, you will meet him there. He is going to MC the event. Um, but Mike is the one with his wife, Andrea, and the event planner who are beavering away in the background to, um, to really make this spectacular. And I'd love, you know, give a shout out. I've got to give a shout out to a couple of people who have, um, um, who've already, um, emailed me and you know who you are. You've emailed me and you said, what can I do to help? And, and that's absolutely fantastic because I've, I've got to stress, this is an event for owners by owners. So, you know, if you want to, to come along and you want to help out and you want to get the, we're, we're going to do some little badges that say VRSS ambassadors. And that means that, you know, if you see somebody standing on their own, you go up and talk to them and make sure, you know, find out about them and about their property and make them feel at home. So, you know, that's, we're all already feeling the collaborative love from, from the people who are attending. Um, and I have to say, you know, we've got somebody coming from Australia, which is, which is just absolutely monumental. That's and, incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Matt. And you've got someone coming from Panama. And we've got somebody coming from Panama. <laughs> and, and we expect a few to come from Europe as well. Um, and, yeah, I've, I have every every confidence that this is going to be the start of something really, really big. You know, this may start a little bit smaller. It's going to grow. It's going to ju just generate, um, I, th I think, a series of events that's going to take over the world, quite honestly. I, <laughs> I, I am so, I, and people think I'm exaggerating. I'm so with you on that. And the example that I mentioned was the women's rights movement. 
That started in Seneca Falls, New York, with 100 attendees. There were 100 people at the very beginning, the 100 pioneers that now you can look back and trace it to the source, changed everything. And women's rights is a huge issue. And it's now been, it's made tons of progress. But when you look at something even smaller, like, like your podcast movement, even <laughs> core groups of really passionate people can change big things. And I think, uh, like you said, you've already crossed your threshold for the amount of minimum attendees that you want at this thing. I think that this these pioneers that are attending this first event are going to look back on this day uh, 10 years from now or 20 years from now and say, that's when it all really began. So I'm very proud to be there. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know what would be cool? It would be cool if, because you have such an amazing, loyal group of uh, podcast followers. Do you think that you could like put together some kind of special incentive or some sort of special promotion to someone who listens to this and is like, you know what, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go support that. Is there any kind of like extra added something that you can do for that? Well, how about, how about you join me um, for a br the breakfast on the Sunday morning and we'll have a breakfast for the Vacation Rental Success listeners? I love that. I would totally do a breakfast. Can we have like um, mimosas? I don't know. We shall have to, uh, <laughs> we'll have to check that out with the venue. But, uh, okay, but, we, but we can for sure get everybody together. We'll get the tables pushed together and, and we'll have a get together of our Vacation Rental Success listeners, um, some of whom I know are probably some of your IC members and some of, your, uh, of, some of my, um, my Facebook group members. But, uh, but what I will do is at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you a, um, a promo code. Let's call it a promo code, a, a code. And you can send that to me and I'll make sure you get a special invitation to breakfast with myself and Matt. Amazing. There's, a, uh, there's now really no reason that people who are available or at least remotely close by shouldn't do this. This is a really cool cause uh, and I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. Well, one thing I should say is yeah, I'm usually up at 5.30. <laughs> breakfast at 6. Breakfast at six. No, maybe a little bit later on, but I, well, I'll work out those details. But I, you know, you you meant that was a fantastic suggestion, Matt, and um, I will I will take you up on that, and um, and we shall meet. I'm going to meet great people all weekend anyway. But um, sounds like a good deal for the Sunday breakfast. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, move on out of here. Um, as I'm recording this, the snow is starting to fall. I've got to get out and see a new cottage owner, take some pictures and get back here before, um, before we, we head into what I hope is our last winter storm of the season. Um, so, oh. Matt, it's been an absolute blast as ever. Same here. I'm really, really <laughs> looking forward to this. I, I, really, I really firmly believe that it is going to be the start of some amazing stuff. So, again, always lovely talking to you too. You too. Bye-bye. Well, I can sure count on Matt to be supportive. Um, it's the, the, the only thing about Matt coming up to, uh, to Toronto for the weekend at the end of April is that I'm not going to get a, a look in to, to have the time that I love to spend with him because um, I'm sure he's going to be mobbed by all his inner circle um, uh, members who, who want to spend some time with him. And uh, 
we're, we'll we'll try and get five minutes, ten minutes somewhere along the way and um, to catch up. But so um, just for for those of you who have bought tickets, who are thinking of buying tickets to the conference, if you want to come and have breakfast with Matt and myself, we found ourselves we've booked ourselves a special dine part of the dining area. So on the Sunday morning, we're going to um, have breakfast with you all. Um, all you have to do is send an email to me at heather at cottageblogger.com with the word breakfast in the subject line. And um, that will allow us to send you an invitation to the breakfast and then we can, uh, we can expect you there. That's if you want to get up and have breakfast on the Sunday morning. Um, we shall see, but I shall look forward. I really, I, I know there is there's, there's quite a number of um, listeners who are coming to the uh, to the conference. So, uh, so send me that email. Put breakfast in the subject line and come and have Sunday breakfast with us. That would be great. Can't wait to meet you. Uh, probably enough said about the event um, at the moment. You know, I'm probably talking to people way over the other side of the world who can't make it, and I'm. You know, I'm so sorry that we won't be able to see you, but, um, you know, we will be sharing updates along the way and you can sort of t experience it vicariously. I think that's, uh, that's the expression. So if you're listening to this on the date of publication, as I just said, I am winging my way back from Barcelona and I'm sure I will have had a wonderful time. I will have met... Um, people you may have heard of on the show, such as Richard Vorton, Antonio Bortolotti is going to be there, um, Alan Egan, um, Thibaut Masson, and Rod Fitz from Avroa. So in the next podcast, I'll start off with a quick update about what I learned from Barcelona and, uh, you know, anything I can bring back and share with you, I will. So thanks so much for listening again. Uh, as you can tell, I'm so excited to be getting ready for this conference. Um, I'll try and tone it down a little bit next time. But uh, thanks again for listening. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.